This is CX of M Radio, the voice of customer experience professionals. Welcome to another episode of Press One for Nick. Your host, Nick Limsdahl, is the Director of Contact Center Solutions at VDS. Through conversations with customer service and customer experience leaders, Nick and his guests exchange insightful stories, best practices, and invaluable lessons they have learned along the way. Welcome to the Press One for Nick podcast. My name is Nick Limsdahl. My guest this week, I got two guests. Uh, one's named Mark and one's name is John. John and Mark Cronin, they're the father-son duo who founded Crazy Socks, the world's largest sock store. John is an entrepreneur who just happens to have Down syndrome. You may know, may know them for being the Entrepreneur's Entrepreneur of the Year to testify before Congress or speak at the United Nations. You may know them because John became sock buddies with George W. Bush, H.W. Bush, actually. Or you may know them for having grown a bootstrap startup of a multi-million dollar business in four years. John's Crazy Socks is an international recognized social enterprise with a mission to spread happiness and to show what people with different abilities can do. Their mission infuses all aspects of their business. More than half of their employees have different abil- differing abilities. Their giving back program starts with just 5% pledge of profits of Special Olympics, and they've raised over $450,000 for their charity partners. Welcome, John and Mark, to the Press One for Nick podcast. Hey, Nick, glad to be here. Thanks so much, Nick. You bet. So one question I ask every single guest is, what's one thing people might not know about you guys? What's something people don't know about you? Uh, uh, I have Down syndrome. Well, everybody knows. Everybody meets you knows you have Down syndrome. Right? Uh, Maybe they don't know that you're a Friends fanatic. Uh, oh, oh, yes. I, 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 I am a, a Friends uh, best friend. You're a fan of Friends? Yes. You sleep under the show friends. Blanket. I have blanket, pillows. <laughs> you have socks. You have pajamas, all with friends themes. Yeah, I right? get I get more. You're gonna get more, okay. Um yes. Uh with me, uh, yeah. let's see. Uh well, among other things I've done. I've sold, I've driven a cab in New York, sold T-shirts on the streets of New York, and worked for a while as a housekeeper at a motel on Cape Cod, except it turns out to do that job, you had to be able to make a bed, and that was <laughs> a problem for me, so that career didn't last long. Right. <laughs> it was short-lived, huh? Very cool. Well, I'm, of course, you, you have uh, socks of friends because that is what you guys do. That's what you're known for. That's the business you started. So uh, I love how it uh, comes full circle. So tell me more about that, the organization. Maybe start with the mission. Well, what's our mission? That's pretty happiness. That's it. Um, and Nick, you may have been around places where you've had the unfortunate experience to go through a mission statement exercise where you parse the language and you put it on the wall and no one pays any attention. With us, you walk in the place, there's a big sign spreading happiness and everything we do comes back to how are we gonna, how are we going to engender happiness, starting with our colleagues and working through our customers and in the community. 
to do that, we've created a different type of business model. It's a social enterprise. So we have both a, a social purpose and a business purpose, and they're indivisible. They feed off of each other. You can't separate them. If all we were doing is selling socks, you wouldn't be talking to us. Yeah. At the same time, if we just had this nice idea of a father and son working together and donating money, you wouldn't be talking to us either. They feed off each other. And we've really built this on five pillars. Okay. It's present and hope. Give it back. A fun product you can't love. Make it personal. And making this a great place to work. Those are the five things that drive us. Um, most important in there, and they all have to work together, right? Yeah. Is that inspiration and hope. It's showing what people with differing abilities can do. So more than half of our employees have a differing ability. And we want to show the world. So we host school tours. We do speaking engagements. We do advocacy work. Um, anything we can to get the word out to people to show. But look what's possible. Um, right? Right. But the business part has to work. How many different socks do we have? We have over 3,000 different kinds of socks. Over 3,000, which makes John the owner of the world's largest sock store. We got subscriptions, business to business, right? We make custom socks. We do gift packages. Um, and part of that spreading happiness is making a personal connection with our customers. So what goes in every package? Every package get a digging there for me, some candy. Some candy, right? Jeff Bezos, yeah. he's not putting a thank you note in candy in those Amazon packages. But John is, right? Yes, I am. Pretty cool. So that you know, that's the mission. What we're doing is we're, we're not looking just for transactions. We're sharing an experience with our customers. When a customer buys from us, they feel good. They know they're getting great stocks and they get great service. We do same-day shipping. An order comes in by 3.15 Eastern time, it's going out the same day. Our customers, even with the mail slowdown, are getting their packages in three days. Um, and that's at no additional cost. You, you, they get the great socks, the great experience, but they know that in buying from us, they're employing people with different abilities. They're helping us give back. So the socks truly make them happy. The whole experience makes customers feel good, which is why they keep coming back. We're very fortunate. I love it. Such such an amazing story uh, from the unique abilities uh, to the service that you provide and the unique personalization from the note to the candy. Uh, you mentioned the how you ship everything out from 315 or later, same day. How many countries have you guys shipped to? We've now shipped to 88 different countries. Um, and that's a small portion of our business. Originally, we were only going to ship to the U.S., but we got enough demand that we, uh, we shipped around the world. Any place where people want to get those socks, we're going to get them there. Um, and That's neat. 
you know, we brought our message around the world. One of the pre-pandemic, we traveled extensively across Canada, the U.S., Mexico with uh, speaking engagements. During the pandemic, we moved everything online and we wound up speaking at conferences in India, in France, in Spain, in Portugal, in England. Um, you start reaching more people. It's really cool. And you guys just got back from a conference from a speaking engagement, didn't you? We just spent, uh, let's see, a week ago, we were in Warsaw, Wisconsin, speaking to the, da- the Disability Service Provider Network. On Monday, we were in Austin, Texas, speaking at the Society of Human Resource Management Inclusion Conference. Term is really a great organization. Um, so we spoke at their conference. And yesterday, we're in Washington, D.C., meeting with members of Congress, and we did a press event uh, promoting the fact that this is Disability Employment Month and Down Syndrome Awareness Month. Um, So that was pretty neat. Um, That's pretty neat. How many of those congressmen are wearing those socks? Well, they were yesterday. Um, (laughs) We made... Uh, we've been down, we've been very fortunate. We've testified twice before Congress. Um, we've made unity socks that we sent to every member of Congress, asking them, come together. We have more in common than we do separating us. Mm-hmm. But uh, we've been very fortunate that because of the business, we have a platform and people will listen to us which creates an obligation for us that we then have a responsibility to use that platform to advance a positive cause. Um, And you do that all the time, don't you? I do. I love that. So let's bring it back to the customer. What type of feedback do you guys get from your customers? Well, let's let's look at the ways we try to collect that feedback. So we've, there are things we've done and there are things we have in the works that we're putting in place. Mm-hmm. We send out a survey after every order to get customer feedback. So we do that with our retail orders. We do it with our custom socks. We do it with our charity fundraising program. And we do it with our concierge, our special gift packaging program. The short survey to get feedback on the service, on the products, on are we fulfilling our mission. We collect reviews, um, so everybody gets asked every time they make a purchase to make to review um, the the product and the service. Um, we have conducted special surveys where we've done large scale surveys. So we've done all of that. Um, what we are putting in place, and we'll have in place by next month, is every member of the management team will speak to two customers a week. Um, just to have a conversation, just to make sure that we're listening to them. And next year, we're going to roll it. We're going to put together a customer advisor group. Um, those are the formal mechanisms. Um, we also have it built in so that anytime we get feedback, there's a, a feedback loop. So in our Customer service people, we call them happiness creators. 
there if they talk to a customer if they get an email if there's a problem we feed that back in to make sure that we address what that issue is so where does that all lead to uh, if you're familiar with the net promoter score uh, our, our nps is a 92 which is off the charts absurdly good we have over 29,000 online reviews 96 percent of those of five-star reviews. We have a full guarantee on our products. You, if you, for any reason, we don't need to see it, you just tell us that we didn't make you happy. For any reason, we'll fully refund your money. We'll do more. We, our happiness creators can spend $200 on any customer at any time. Um, and despite all that, our refund rate is about 0.5 of 1% of our revenue. We work very hard. You, you got to have the nuts and bolts. You got to have you know, the goods. It's got to be a good website. It's got to be great product. It's got to be great service. That's the bedrock on which everything else is built. Yeah, I, I love that. You're going uh, as deep as anybody is on the on the customer service and customer experience side. So I, I really, really appreciate that. Well, we, um, that's part of our core, right, of yeah. make it a personal connection. And when you do that, everybody is involved. So I'll give you a couple examples. Mm -hmm. One, so we do our own fulfillment, which allows us, gives us flexibility in what we're sending to the customer. We, what do we call our pickers? What do we call our packers? Happy packers. Happiness packers. So one day, one of our packers comes to us and says, you know, we sell socks to diabetics. And yet we're sending them candy. There's something wrong with that picture. Yeah. Yes. So now we have a supply of sugar-free candy um, that we send out. Everybody... I assume that everybody at this point is segmenting their emails so they can more personalize. We do that. We also segment our fulfillment. So every package gets the thank you note, gets the candy, gets two discount cards. Why two? I'll watch for customers when they give it a friend. And on the packing slip, you see the picture and the name of the person who packed your order. So everybody gets that. But we have five different variations of those, depending on how many orders you place. So if your first order, you get one package. If it's a second or third order, you get a different package and so on. So that we can, we can show we're paying attention and connecting more with the customer. In a competitive market, does your customer service stand out from the crowd? One way to offer a better experience is by moving your contact center to the cloud. But with so many options to choose from, how do you know which solution is the best for both your business and your customers? That's where VDS comes in and guides you to the best solution. They understand your client's pain points, business outcomes, and goals. Then VDS designs, implements, supports, and provides 24-7 managed services. From start to finish, VDS is committed to finding the best solutions for your clients' needs. To learn more, go to www.govds.com or find a link in the show notes. 
Yeah, it's all about personalization. I love that. You know, when it comes to the pandemic, you kind of touched on it, how you were traveling the world and uh, now you're doing speaking engagement. But how was that for business? And then I guess, how do you how did you adapt to that? Well, uh, when the pandemic hit in the spring of, of 2020, it was awful for our business. Um, we have kind of three distinct selling seasons. The holidays, like everybody else, is you. The summer is awful. Nobody buys stocks in the summer. <laughs> we do well in the spring. A lot of what we do in the spring is around gift giving and public events. There's World Down Syndrome Day. What day is that? March 21st. March 21st. And people conveniently celebrate that by wearing crazy socks. So you'll get whole schools buying things. And then April is Autism Awareness Month. Well, we had six television appearances lined up for World Down Syndrome Day in 2020. All of that got wiped out. Uh, that cost us hundreds of thousands of dollars in revenue. Yeah. So that was the immediate impact. What did we do? How do you react? Well, the first thing, you got to take care of people's health. Right. Remember, we're going to make this. We we strive to make this a great place to work. More than half our employees have a different ability. Many of them are particularly vulnerable to the virus. For example, people with Down syndrome are not more likely to get the virus, but they do. They're five times more likely to be hospitalized. Ten times more likely to die. Mm. We had to be very careful about our health take care of everybody's health. At the same time, we had a service to provide and jobs were important. So we found a way to open up and keep everybody safe. Then as a business, you have to figure out how do we adapt to this changed environment? So we used to do physical tours here. We moved those online. It's really neat when we have people come in for tours, right? We right. like that. But what happens is we got class, classes from around the world visiting. So it opened up new opportunities. It's the same thing with speaking engagement, right? We used to travel and do those, and we love doing them. But then you move them online, and it opens up all sorts of possibilities of speaking to groups who would otherwise never reach. So those were good things. You look for new opportunities. So we make socks. We wanted to say thank you and do something during the pandemic. We made healthcare superhero socks to thank the frontline workers. And those have now raised over $50,000 for frontline COVID-19 workers with the American Nurses Association and a local hospital here, Good Samaritan. We heard from our customers. We made masks. Now, the masks weren't like everybody else's. They, they had themes like spreading happiness, or they supported some of the causes we work with, like Down syndrome and autism. So uh, we heard from nonprofits that were really struggling because they couldn't have their events. What we do? We created a uh, charity fundraising program that's touchless and remote. So now we're helping lots of 
PTAs and local charities raise money. What's our mission? How do you spread happiness if we're all locked up? Every Tuesday afternoon, what do you do? I hold a dance party every Tuesday at 3 p.m. You have a dance party. Twice a week, we do a, a spreading happiness show on Facebook. So you just keep looking for ways to adapt, to see new opportunities. And it's all about how can we better serve our customers? How can we better serve our community? Right? You, a lot, we have the mission of spreading happiness. It's driven by John. And, and what do you say are the keys to happiness? Gratitude and do for others. Gratitude, do for others. So we're always trying to figure out how do you do for other people? And this, sometimes you get asked, well, what's the one thing? Well, to me, you, you got you to gotta know who you are. You got to have that purpose. And you got to believe. You know, I, I'll give you an example. Black Friday is coming up. You've heard of Black Friday, right? Everybody yeah. in retail and in e-commerce, boy, they're building things around that. That's a very big day for us, like every other e-commerce business. But we have to be true to who we are. So we have a gratitude week, and we spend a week thanking our customers and connecting with our charity. We don't have Black Friday sales. We have gratitude sales to say thank you to our customers. So you're not going to see us talking about Black Friday. Everybody else can do that. That's not who we are. Um, I've had very smart people come in and say, oh, but you'll make more money if you're promoting Black Friday. Well, we're promoting, our, you know, we have promotions and sales. But in our mindset, it's a way of saying thank you to our customers. And we might do a little less this year than somebody else would, but we'll be here in 10 years still doing that. Yeah. Because we're in for the long haul. It's that relationship with the customer. We got to earn their trust. You know, we got to, and for them to keep coming back. And so far it's working. Yeah. I love it. So what would you tell? my listeners on how to have a successful and, and happy employees. It seems like you guys are, are, are killing it on the NPS score. And it seems like you guys have these happy employees who are very successful regardless of the ability. So how are you, what would you get? What advice would you give? Well, we boiled that down to kind of five steps, mm -hmm. five attributes, if you will. One you have to give people a purpose worthy of their commitment. It can't just be, we're going to make money. And, and don't get me wrong. Everybody wants to make money. We like to live indoors. We'd like to make money. But everybody has to. You've got to give your colleague a purpose that will motivate them and excite them. And, and that's not going to work for everybody. you got to find your tribe. That's one. Two, everybody has to understand how what they do serves that purpose. There's no cog in the machine. 
There's no make work jobs. Everybody has a vital role in filling that purpose. Everybody is connected. We do that together. Three, put people in a position to succeed. Don't ask people to do what they can't do. John here is very good at many things. But we don't ask you to do our finances. If somebody needs, or if our webmaster needs a particular tool, get that tool. If our, our fulfillment head is our lord of the sock. He wanted to set up and, and upgrade our packing station. Okay, we don't have endless resources, but what can we do to make that happen? Put people in a position to succeed. Fourth, recognize the work people do. People care. They're here working hard. Just look at somebody and say, I see what you're doing. They thank you. How hard is it to walk around and just say thank you, to recognize that we all succeed because of our collective effort? Not there's no genius here, there's no charismatic leader, there's no, we're not a cult. We only succeed because of what everybody does. And then five, stay the hell out of the way. Let people do their jobs. If you get the right people. And you do all those other things. You don't have to manage them. They will manage themselves. They will push themselves. Stay out of their way. Let people go and do things. That work for us? Absolutely. And, And we have an added advantage. Because we hire people with different abilities, it adds more resonance to the organization. It leads to better morale, better productivity, better retention, and helps us recruit. And I hear that all the time from businesses that make a commitment to hiring people with different abilities. It's, it's very simple. Focus on what people can do, not what they can't do, right? Don't, Don't be blinded by somebody's limitations. Be awed by their possibilities. When you do that, you gain a competitive advantage. So hiring people with different abilities, it's not altruism. It's good business. And I'll give you a concrete example. Two weeks ago, two weeks ago, we had an appearance on Fox and Friends in the morning. We knew that would spike sales. We've been very fortunate to have had us on a number of times. So to handle that surge, along with the pickup in sales leading into the holidays, we needed to hire people. Well, you probably hear from other businesses. They're all scrambling. I can't get enough people. I can't hire. We hired five people in three days, and we had a surplus of good candidates. Simply because we tap into an untapped resource, people with different abilities. Um, There was an article here. We're on Long Island in New York. The largest newspaper here is Newsday. They recently ran an article about 
how employers can't find people for the holidays. Some businesses are closing. Others are really shorthanded. We've called them up. They wound up doing a follow-up article. We have no trouble hiring people. And they're good people, right? We're able to, you know, we, we measure and track everything. When, when I tell you we get things out by 315, we have had one day this year when that didn't happen when we had a system crash. We track that every day, and that's going to happen, right, because of the people we hire. But uh, I'll give you two other examples of that. There's a small uh, software company in Redmond, Washington. You, you may have heard of them, called Microsoft. So they're in fierce competition to hire people with technical skills. Well, they pick up their head and say, how come we don't hire anybody in the autism spectrum? Because many people in the autism spectrum have really great technical skills. Well, anybody in the field could tell you it's because that person may not look you in the eye in the interview. They may not shake your hand. Microsoft realized that's our problem. So they changed their hiring process. They now hire many people on the autism spectrum. That gives them a competitive advantage over other businesses. Or another example, Ernst & Young. They've changed their name to EY to clarify things. So this is mind-boggling to me. EY has 250,000 employees worldwide. Imagine that. They also have a 20% annual turnover. So they, just to stay even, have to hire 50,000 people a year. Think of the cost, the disruption. So I was talking to their managing partner at their Dublin office. Dublin, Ireland, they had set up a program with Trinity College in Dublin, which was training people on the autism spectrum, and they hired them in their office. It changed the tone and tenor of the office, and it dramatically altered their retention rate. It's good business. Hire people with different abilities. Yeah, I, I love that you kind of talked about the, the ability and the competitive advantage. I think if the more people saw what's possible, uh, the more people that would lean into the the importance or the competitive advantage of hiring people with unique abilities. Yeah, it's not a nice, you know, if, if you got to know us, you would find out that John here is a very nice guy. Yeah. I'm not, right? <laughs> Everybody here produces. And here's the thing. For our colleagues with different abilities, that's part of the dignity. Nobody gave them a job. Everybody here earned their job. Yeah. And everybody who works here performs and earns that job. Yeah, absolutely. So you talked about, I mentioned at the very beginning of the, of the episode, the the importance of giving back for you guys. It's what four hundred fifty thousand or more dollars that you given to charities that you support. Uh, why is that support so important to you guys? Well, it comes back to you know John says about um, spreading happiness. You know, a key to happiness is gratitude. We're so incredibly fortunate to 
get to do what we do. So that gratitude is baked into everything we do. Right? It's not like we wait to the end of the year and say, oh, we made some money. Let's write a check. Yeah. So we started by pledging 5% of our earnings to the Special Olympics. And, and why the Special Olympics? I, I have been to the Olympics. We like to say without the Special Olympics, there'd be no John's Crazy Sock. But then we went on and we've created products that raise awareness and celebrate causes and raise money for those causes. So what was the first one? I downed it from awareness John designed the world's first Down syndrome awareness song. And that, that's a way to say to people with Down syndrome and their loved ones and colleagues and friends, let's celebrate them. Let's embrace that. And that raises money for the National Down Syndrome Society and a local charity, ACDS, where John had gone to preschool. And we've gone on to create other products autism awareness socks that raise money for the Autism Society of America and cerebral palsy awareness socks raise money for United Cerebral Palsy and the Healthcare Superhero socks and firefighter tribute socks that raise money for a firefighter museum. Um, it's, it's all part of saying it's not enough to just sell stuff. Yeah. You've got to make it part of the experience and we've got to answer to, in an old-fashioned world, businesses only had to answer to their owners, to their shareholders, their owners. But now you have to address all of your stakeholders, your employees, your customers, your community, as well as the owners. So we do that. Uh, we sponsor an autism can-do scholarship. We donate boxes all the time for auctions and raffles. Um, that's, it's woven into the fiber of who we are here. Um, and our customers connect and relate to that. Great. That's a, that's a really, it's really important to me as well. Um, so guys, I asked two questions to every guest or guests. Um, you know, the first one is what book or person has influenced you the most in the past year? And then the second one is if you could leave a note to all customer service representatives and it's going to hit everybody's desk Monday at 8 a.m., what would it say? Well, what book in the past year? I mean, I'm actually, I've just reread um, a book that I first read years ago and it's good to reread. Uh, Jim Collins is uh, Good to Great. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, customer service. I, I can share what we do, and I put a note out, you know, out, if I were to put a note. Um, it's, let, let's be human, right? We don't time any phone conversation. There's no strict script. It's here's how we're going to approach it. So if somebody calls us, it's going to be a conversation. Going to be a conversation between two humans. Yeah, that's what I think we we need to remember, and that we miss sometimes. You know, call your bank, 
call your travel, you know, call your airline. After you wait on hold for 30 minutes, it's just give me your account number. It's very automated. That's bad for everybody involved. Right. That's why taking care of our people matters so much. How can we deliver happiness to our customers if our colleagues aren't happy? So, you know, the note I want to put out there for people is be human, be happy. Love it. Good stuff. John and Mark, what's the best way for people to get a hold of you if they want to go to your website, if they want to have you talk at a at a conference, they want to connect with you, what's the best way? Well, what's our website? Johnscrazysocks.com. Johnscrazysocks.com. And people should know when they buy from us, they're going to get great socks. They're going to support our hiring of people with different abilities, our giving back. And most of all, they're going to spread happiness. So get a hold of us at the website, johnscrazysocks.com. And the easiest way to get a hold of us is send an email to service at johnscrazysocks.com. Uh, you can call our office, uh, 631 760-5625. We're going to do everything we can to help you. Um, at the at the end of the day, and, and you know, this I offer to people working in large corporations, to small businesses. You know, we're just a couple of knuckleheads selling socks. But all we want to do is change the world, right? And we can all do that. Yeah. Well, I appreciate your guys' time. And uh, I look forward to keeping in touch and watching you guys spread happiness across the world, uh, one sock at a time. Thanks for your time. Thanks, Nick. This is great. Hey, listeners, can you think of one person who would benefit from the information you learned today? If so, please consider sharing it with them by giving them a link of this episode or directly from your app. And last, if you'd like to receive all the quotes and book recommendations from all my guests, go to press1fornick.com forward slash podcast. Thanks for joining us for this session of CX of M Radio. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show and visit cxofm.org for more resources.